for a singer soul. Reaching a further and stepping in closer. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Living Life. Today is June 26, and our meditation is our only hope. You know, we're going to be looking at how King David was experiencing unrest in his soul. His soul was not quiet. He was wrestling with something deep within him. So I think this meditation today, it's going to be a good reflection. We've been going through a lot as a nation. We've been going through a lot uh, in our world. And maybe you've been going through some things in your own life. And today's meditation is very good for us to take a very close look at what is going on in our soul. Do we have a quiet soul? Do we have a restless soul? And I think the scripture is really going to help us. So let's get into the scripture. We're going to be reading in Psalms 130. So let's look at the scripture. Psalm chapter 130, verse 1 through chapter 131, verse 3. Out of the depths I cry to you, Lord. Lord, hear my voice. Let your ears be attentive to my cry for mercy. If you, Lord, kept a record of sins, Lord, who could stand? But with you there is forgiveness, so that we can with reverence serve you. I wait for the Lord, my whole being waits, and in his word I put my hope. I wait for the Lord more than watchmen wait for the morning, more than watchmen wait for the morning. Israel, put your hope in the Lord, for with the Lord is unfailing love, and with him is full redemption. He himself will redeem Israel from all their sins. My heart is not proud, Lord. My eyes are not haughty. I do not concern myself with great matters or things too wonderful for me. But I have calmed and quieted myself. I am like a weaned child with its mother. Like a weaned child, I am content. Israel, put your hope in the Lord, both now and forevermore. So the first thing I want to say about this scripture before we get into, you know, some of the other things that I want to talk to you about today is that David's soul was very uh, not at peace. And the reason that David's soul was stirring, his soul was stirring for God, and that happens to us many times. You know, our soul becomes hungry for God. We become restless for God. But what was going on in David's soul is that there was sin in David's life. So we believe that in Psalm 130, when David wrote these words, that David had committed some sins. He had committed the sin of adultery. He had committed the sin of murder. So whatever it was that he did, these terrible things, he was not at peace. You know, maybe he was having nightmares. He was depressed. He was in a very dark place. So he knew that the only solution to fix his soul was God. So whatever you're going through, whatever you're experiencing in life, no matter how lonely or how dark that place may be, 
the only solution, the only person that can fix that is God, is your creator, is the person that made you and designed you. So here we go. So in this reflection, the first thing I want to talk about is the word cry. David cried unto the Lord. He weeped, you know. And what that means is when a person comes to the end of themselves. You know, in the Old Testament, we have the example of the Jewish people that were in Egypt enslaved for 400 years. They cried out to God for redemption. They cried out for a savior. They, re they cried out to God for relief because they had come to the end of themselves. See, when somebody is crying, you know, they get on their knees, they're emotionally spent, they give up, they surrender, they finally give God, you know, the permission to be the Lord of their lives. And that's exactly what David did. He didn't go crying to his wife. He didn't go crying to the prophet Nathan. He didn't go crying to his best friend. He didn't go crying to his therapist or to the guy at the liquor store or to some guy on the street. Who did David go cry to? To the Lord. Okay? So whatever it is that you're going through, whatever it is that you're facing, it's important to cry to the Lord, which means you ask God for help. You're surrendering to the Lord. You're giving the Lord your soul, and it has to come out of your heart. Now, here's the next thing that I want to say, is that he cried out for forgiveness, and he cried out for redemption. He asked the Lord to redeem him. He asked the Lord to save him. He asked the Lord to rescue him. In other words, David threw himself at the mercy of the court. You know, David came to God and he declared to God, God, you are the righteous judge. You are the judge. You can send me to hell. You can punish me. You can do whatever you want because you are a righteous God. You are the judge, a just judge. But at the same time, God is a God of mercy. Even though God is holy, even though he's righteous, even though he's our judge, God is also a God of mercy. So David threw himself at the mercy of the court. And then here's the last thing I want to talk about in this short meditation today is repentance. David repented to God. He said to the Lord, not only that I'm sorry, not only that I regret what I did, but I'm going to be a changed man. I'm going to live my life differently. I'm going to make a 180 degree turn and I'm going to go the other way. I'm not going to do the stuff that I did before. So once David repented, he not only changed his mind, but he changed his mind, his heart, and his lifestyle with actions to prove it. God forgave him. God restored him. Now, how do we know that God um, restored David? How do we know that God forgave David? Well, the fact is that God gave a covenant to David that his throne would be eternal. And right now, Jesus Christ is sitting on the throne of David. You know, David uh, wasn't destroyed and annihilated by God. You know, David's descendants, you know, have flourished over the centuries. There are people that are alive today that are descendants of David. God has prospered his descendants, 
God has prospered the nation of Israel. So we know for a fact that God restored David. David later wrote that God had restored to him the joy of his salvation. So when we come to God, when we cry to God, when we surrender to God, God is a good and justful God. He'll forgive us. But it's important for us to repent, to be willing to change not only our minds, but our hearts and our actions. And we have to have the actions to show it, to prove it. So if you find yourself in a very low place or in a dark place or a shameful place, don't get stuck. Don't stay there. Cry out to the Lord. Restore your relationship with the Lord and the Lord will restore you. So let's go ahead and conclude. So we're going to go ahead and close with a word of prayer. And uh, I want to pray for you from the bottom of my heart. So why don't we just pray together now? So Lord God, I just want to pray if there's any viewers or listeners today that have had a soul or a spirit that's been not quiet, but they've been wrestling with something. Maybe there's something stirring in them. Father God, I pray that uh, those folks would be directed towards you that we would come to you with any anxiety, with any unrest, that we would come to you with our, dark, with our darkness, with our shame, with our guilt. And Father God, we repent in Jesus' name of our sin. So we ask you, Lord, to forgive us. We ask you, Lord, to restore us, put in our hearts once again that joy and that passion. And Father God, we make a commitment with you, a covenant with you, that we're going to demonstrate this by our actions. So Father God, we pray for that now in Jesus' mighty, wonderful, and powerful name. Amen. For a single soul, let you know, Lord, God, and stepping in closer. Thank you.